You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. For those listening to us on the live stream or watching us on YouTube, sorry for starting a little bit late, but we're on now here on octalkradio.net. I am your host, Richard Franzi. This is podcast episode number 1,236 and interview number 1,549. We're the longest-running business podcast airing out of Orange County, California, by the way. Moms Orange County was formed 26 years ago in response to a crisis in access to prenatal health care for low-income, at-risk women. Today, they serve thousands of families. They are currently accepting nominations for their 2020 Champion for Babies and Families Awards. That's why I've invited, thanks to Barbara Kimmler, thank you, Barbara, Dave Lugo and Sarah Piccolo to join us to tell us more about Moms Orange County. Welcome to the show, both of you. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you for having us. It's we appreciate it. Great to have you both here. Um, Dave, I wonder if you could tell us a little bit more about the organization, um, kind of how it got started and sure. a little bit about what you do now. Of course. Well, like you mentioned, Richard, uh, Moms Orange County was formed 26 years ago in response to a crisis in access for prenatal health care. Our target population is low-income pregnant and parenting mothers, their infants, and families. This population is adversely impacted by issues exacerbated by poverty, such as perinatal depression, anxiety, neighborhood violence, childhood trauma, and other stressors. The model used by Moms Orange County is a program of monthly home visitation, beginning in pregnancy and continuing through the baby's first year. After delivery and through the baby's first birthday, our visits focus on promoting the infant's healthy growth and development. Babies are formally and informally screened for developmental milestones. Key areas of our education include infant care, breastfeeding and nutrition, infant development, immunizations, and the importance of a medical home for the baby. In 2018, we had 14,000 home visits provided to 2,500 women and 2,100 babies. Wow, that is... That is impressive, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm so glad that you're here on the show. Uh, you know, we were talking before we went on the air about finding root causes and solving root causes so that later you don't have the outcomes of those causes in a negative way. And clearly, those first, the prenatal time and then the first year or two of a baby's life are so critical to a healthy rest of their life. So what's the backstory? I said you started 26 years ago. Who started Moms Orange County? So, Moms Orange County was founded by Dottie Andrews 26 years ago. Um, she's a nurse by trade, and uh, her goal was, again, she was seeing the epidemic that was going on in Orange County and recognized a need to step up and do something for these families that were being literally turned away at the hospitals as they were trying to access care wow. for their incoming babies. Wow. And so we have a, another person here, Sarah Piccolo. Sarah, could you explain your role as it relates to Moms Orange County? Yeah, absolutely. So my role is that I'm the VP of inclusion, diversity, and culture at PIMCO, and we're a partner with Moms OC um, in terms of some of the volunteer work that we do, and um, we were really grateful to be honored with their 
first annual Babies and Family Award a couple of years ago. Okay, and that's what we're here to talk about a little bit later, right? The champions, yes. which will be we're setting up for 2020. Well, it's nice to have you both in the studio. And off camera, we have one other person here, so you can't see her, but she's here <laughs> making sure we do the right thing. So uh, PIMCO received the award, as you said, in 2017. That's great. Can you talk about the 2020 Champions for Babies and Family Award? Are there requirements for this? And uh... Sure, yes. We're, uh, we're actively seeking nominations right now. So employers can be corporate, nonprofit, or government entities um, that operate in Orange County. Nominations should include details about how the organization supports expectant employees, employees who are new parents, and how these efforts exceed the minimum requirements of the law. Photos and other relevant materials can be included, and the winners are going to be notified in December of 2019 and recognized in early 2020. Our deadline for submissions is September 30th, although we can be a little bit flexible on that. Okay, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen, but don't wait till the last minute. Get started early, right? Are there forms on your website, or what do, pe- how yes. do people... Yes, actually, if you go to our website, which is www.momsorangecounty.org, backslash biz for babies that is b-i-z the number four babies okay and who judges the competition i mean how, how do you guys decide who the recipient is well we have a very dedicated team of professionals in our development department uh-huh. and they will all get together once all the nominations are in and review all of the qualifications for all the candidates and if our future results are any indication we are going to have numerous opportunities for folks to jump in and uh, show how they're supporting families. Okay, so Sarah, you said in 2017, PIMCO won? Yes. And, yeah. and what did that do for the company? I mean, what, I mean, what, what, so there was a 2018 winner and a 2019 recipient as well, I take it? So you're here because three years ago you were selected. It must have had some impact on the culture of the organization. Can you share that with our audience? Yes. No, the impact internally was really just pride. I think we knew that we had some good programs and we hoped that they were great programs. um, But being the recipient of the award really helped to show us internally that we were on the right track, that we had done some great things in terms of the programs and the benefits that we had established. And it was really encouragement for us to continue, Mm -hmm. to keep going, to continue to raise the bar and... um, um, to do more. Right. And because you're judging companies on how they, the benefits they offer to their employees. Right. So uh, with using PIMCO as an example, we had worked with them so much in the past and we understood what they had been doing internally to help their folks that were returning from pregnancy. Some of the dedicated breastfeeding rooms when you walked into there it was uh, equal to a country club i mean and they also made it accessible so the mother could come in and express her milk and also be on a conference call at the same time so it was really um, allowing the mother to take care of the baby externally outside of the home and also uh, return to work to to get the job done those are some challenging days uh you know i it's probably too long for me to remember when our kids were little ones, but I am a grandfather, and I know my two daughters how much life changes uh, before and immediately after that baby is born. 
And I didn't see the owner's manual with either child when they brought her home. It was like, you got to figure it out, ladies and gentlemen. So this, the added stress for a working mother to have to deal with all the other requirements, and, and then not even to mention single mothers, right, and the pressure that they must feel to do everything well. So having some help from the employer has got to be a big lift. Absolutely. And so you're recognizing those socially aware kind of companies. So my experience in having other organizations, nonprofits on the show that have, have some type of an awards program, the first year you, no disrespect to PIMCO, you get a couple, you get some, and then the second year you get a little bit more, and third year more, and now you're in your fourth year, you kind of get this momentum behind it. Is that what you're experiencing? That's exactly Dave? what we're experiencing. It's very well said. Um, the, the first year was there were a few that jumped in, and the more the program grew, the more outreach we had from from corporations, nonprofits, government entities within Orange County. Right. Yeah. Not to say that the you shouldn't submit because the competition is greater, but you should submit, right? Because they get on your radar screen then too, of right? Course, and yes. there's probably some relationship that you have with Pimco and you have with other companies based on what you know and how you maybe can help them with best practices, I would think. Absolutely. We're we're happy to go in and and provide our expertise in this field and then there's also a reciprocation as well. We have these organizations that are able to help us out and maybe that's with volunteerism or maybe that's with philanthropy or at the very least just creating awareness for Moms Orange County. Right. So um, not to deviate too far, but I did want to ask you what is legally because re- we have CEOs and business owners that are listening to the show. What's legally required of workplaces to support expecting parents, new families? Yeah, no, I mean that's a really complex it's question. Okay. It's not as easy as just kind of here's the one, two, three of things that you well, need to take business, care isn't of. It? <laughs> Absolutely, and I am by no means a benefits expert, um, but. Business owners, CEOs, senior executives can go to the EEOC uh, website. They can go to to the um, Equal Opportunity Commission. They can also go to the Department of Labor website, and so they can see what's required because it varies by jurisdiction and by location and by size of organization. So that's really the best place for them to go and learn about what is required. And clearly, the bigger you are, the more requirements you have, (laughs) right? I mean, it's just the way anything goes. The larger you are, the more the government is expected you to be able to do for your people but if i understand correctly the the focus for you are low income and underserved the underserved population in our community and i i don't mean this in any disrespectful way but i tend to believe a lot of them work for the smaller companies yes who maybe can't afford the kind of health programs that a larger employer can so it's even more important for you to be talking with the smaller employees with a smaller workforce who maybe don't have as rust, robust of a health care plan. Absolutely. And at Moms Orange County, we do not fall under the guidelines of the FMLA, which is talking about employers that have a population of 50 or more. Yes. So we're a 35-person organization, but we still subscribe to those guidelines because we really like to practice what we preach. Right. And, and, and it can be very expensive to have a child, especially if your insurance isn't, isn't able to cover all the expense and god forbid if something's wrong with the child where it has to stay in maybe prenatal care not prenatal care but in um, intensive care or something for a while after those bills can really become great and that's another stressor on a young family especially low-income family right yes so the other services that your organization provides probably really can be very beneficial to the to people who are in need right we look at it as oftentimes a lifeline for these mothers and their families Um, oftentimes we'll see mothers that are alone they are 
here with no support. Maybe their families are in another country and uh, they really need somebody that they can lean on and they can trust. And if you watch them in the groups and the classes and the programs that we offer really come together and form those unifications of eight to ten women in their families, that's where their new kind of their, their rock to lean up against really evolves and they move on from there. I, I uh, lead CEO peer groups for business owners here in Orange County and I know <coughs> what they can do when they get around other people who get them and understand what they're going through and to hear that you're building cohorts I can only I can't imagine because I've not been in that situation but I have appreciation for what it must be like to be alone with a young child there's young children don't sleep right right Correct. the first thing is you're deprived sleeping yes and so that's always a difficult situation but yet you have to be the primary caregiver for a totally helpless person who's totally depending on you for everything that is a lot of pressure. Yes, it is. And so to have an organization like yours that can bring them around other people who get it, who can sympathize and empathize and maybe actually provide some level of knowledge and service, best practices, if you want to call it that, in a business term, is is unbelievable. And we're, we're happy to be there to serve them. Okay. So uh, let's talk about something that's gone wrong. Not in the business, but just in general. You ever had a thing that you worked on that you really wanted to get done and uh, it didn't turn out the quite way you thought it did and what'd you do about it yeah no I mean we can share one of the things that um the mistakes that we made at PIMCO so when we started our PIMCO families initiative back in 2014 we called it PIMCO parents and we thought that that was a great name for this that was who we were supporting that was who we were focused on um we thought we did a great job because we didn't call it pimco moms we called it pimco parents to (laughs) be inclusive um but quickly we realized that it needed to evolve into pimco families because not only are people caring for their infants and for their young children but they're caring for their brothers they're caring for their sisters they're caring for their parents um they're caring for their teens and their young adults as well and our employees weren't um, identifying that this group was really here for them Mm. as well. And so what did we do about it? We evolved, we changed, we rebranded, we expanded the scope of the types of programs that we run and the types of education sessions that we have. Mm -hmm. How long did that take? That was done about two years. Okay, so it takes, it. it takes a little bit of time. Yeah. To, yeah, yeah. You're so excited. You launch something, and then you start to get the returns. You go, ooh, ooh okay. We didn't, it's amazing how you don't see things sometimes. Mm-hmm. You have the best intentions. I wrote a book on unintended consequences of decisions <laughs> that we make. So, thank you, Sarah, for being willing to step in and share your experience. No pressure. You don't have to chime in, Dave. But do you have something you want to share? Well, I think you know we we have this this great home visiting program that we've had for 26 years. And we love the way the program lays out. However, we always look down the road and see other opportunities that come up, maybe other value-added services that we can throw into this program. And we're actually at that stage right now where we're incorporating a couple of different programs within our program Mm -hmm. in hopes that it makes it an even more robust offering to our clients. So I think that always having the flexibility to evolve whatever it is you're doing, uh, I think that's what helps make us successful. Great. You know, as, as you both were talking and kind of was keying on it more, it's what Sarah was answering honestly, but I, I wonder about parents, low-income parents, single mother, who maybe have a special needs child, um, where that 
um, where all the challenges of having a child are magnified by maybe a condition that is maybe lifelong. How does moms address that for them? Sure. So we, if it's if it's something that we can do in house, we are going to accommodate those families uh, because we want to see all of these families be able to succeed and grow. If it's something that might be outside of our reach, we have so many fantastic mm-hmm. partner agencies that we work with in Orange County, and we send out a referral to them, and then they go ahead and take care of that family. Well, that's important because. Um, it can get very expensive very fast if you need accelerated or, uh, you know, intensive care for a child. Yes. And, and, and that, uh, you know, for families with means, it can be uh, bankrupting. I can imagine for low-income families, it, it, it's not even probably viewed as even a possibility. And so to have an organization like yours, it sort of acts as a clearinghouse a little bit then is what you're saying, right? Exactly. And these families are so desperate to keep a roof over their head or put food on the table that any of these ancillary services are not even within the realm of possibility. So that's where us, and like I mentioned before, some of these outstanding agencies that we partner with come into play and really help those families grow. Yeah, this is amazing uh, because, you know, people who don't live in Orange County or maybe who do live in Orange County don't realize that that there's a part of there's a big part of Orange County that is 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 in need of services and in in need of helping care. And it's it's it doesn't go unnoticed on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. And that's why I enjoy the opportunity to share with great people like you all to come in and talk about your mission and vision for what you're doing to help our county thrive. Yes. Because we all are in this together, aren't we? Yes, we are. All right. So if we're going to have you back at some point in the future to talk about Moms Orange County, what's going to be different, bigger, new? Where, where, where's your vision? You're the COO. So where, where, where are you guys taking this thing, Dave? That's actually such a timely question for us right now because we are in a transition period where – Uh, If you go back to 26 years ago, our starting point, that was Moms 1.0, and right now we've kind of evolved that into 2.0 after our our founder um, moved on and our current CEO came in and took over. And now we're looking to Moms 3.0, and that could incorporate, or I should say will incorporate, some of the core programs that we have right now but we look at it as a blank slate that we get to play with and we're looking at all kinds of different programs maybe extending the um, age of care that we take care of these families so we are working on a strategic plan as we speak and we will be excited to share that with you next time we are fortunate to be back on the show that'd be great i'd love to understand what that is because um, one of the things that i've learned He's subtle, isn't he? Um, He's very good. I like that. Uh, Invite yourself back. I want you back. Of course. The difference between a non-profit and a a for-profit, in in my mind, is the for-profit has to go out and look for customers. The non-profit has more customers, clients, than you can serve, right? The mission is bigger than you're able to deliver any one of our worthy non-profits. And so, you know, the, the fuel to do more is great leadership combined with a donor population that is committed to the cause, right? And so if someone would like to learn more about your organization, maybe get involved, I don't know, maybe be on your board or get active in your galas or whatever, how can they help you? Where's the best place to find you guys online? Best place to find us is www.momsorangecounty.org. 
and you'll be able to find information on our programs, on our board of directors, our leadership team, our home visitation team, our education team, and just the history of our organization. And you're also going to learn a little bit about the fantastic donors, the individuals, the corporations, the government entities that have supported Moms Orange County for so many years. It does take a mix of organizations and people to really commit to the cause to keep you vibrant for 26 years and hopefully another 26 from now right yes well thank you both for being friends of the program and sharing a bit of your story with my audience i truly appreciate your time today thanks so much for having us yes thank you for having us oh you're welcome and i'd like to thank our engineer who worked diligently in the background over there mr paul roberts as well as our three producers without whom we could not do this show each week they are joan park Crystal Nunley, and our newest producer, Nicole Terry, who started back to school today at Cal State Fullerton. If you would like to connect with me, I'd say let's start on LinkedIn. I'm Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. Until the next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host... Richard Franzi.